tweet at SFM Radio and at Aldrin Sampia. It is 11 minutes after 5 o'clock. We're in conversation next with uh, Joel Mababulo, who is the Director of Animal Production at the Department of Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development. So the department um, with the Department of Justice and Constitutional Development um, have are working on to amend the Animal Matters Amendment Act of 1993 in a bit to protect citizens from uh, power dogs like uh, pit bulls and hold their owners accountable for harm caused by the dogs. Um, this follows a series of attacks by pit bulls against other animals and uh, people. The department met with the Cesar Kubela Foundation following its petition to ban pit bulls that had garnered over 139,000 signatures. So what's the next um, in the process around uh, solving this particular issue? Joel Mamabula now joining us on the line. Joel, good afternoon and thank you so much for making time for us. What was the minister's take on the concerns that have been raised by the foundation and also those 139 39,000 signatories. Good afternoon, Adrian, to you and uh, your listeners. Perhaps I must correct uh, the statement you just alluded to uh, in that uh, we are also working with the private sector. Mm. In this case, we are working with the Pitbull Federation of South Africa and the Center of Applied Ecology for Internationals, but based with the docs. Um, we uh, also working internally, of course, with the Department of Justice and, and uh, uh, Constitutional Development to amend uh, Animal Matters Amendment Act. And the first leg of the act will is, is dealing with the damages caused by animals and not only the pitbulls. And the, the second leg deals with matters related to breeding and genetics. That is within the ambit of the Department of uh, Agricultural agriculture land reform and rural development. There are a number of uh, steps that have been dealt with. The short-term goal involves uh, reaching out to people and people type owners to provide education and civic measures that are easy and affordable to implement for immediate safety of people living around the stocks. The second matter, uh, which is a medium-term goal, involves educating the public and the people for to promote um, responsible dog ownership. And of course, the long-term goal includes comprehensive DNA analysis to assist the department with the correct identification of, of problem animals in South Africa. Mm-hmm. So, so, so with the DNA, what is it that um, the department needs to or wants to achieve there? Yeah, what we need to achieve is firstly, the patient is are we sure that the animals that are causing damage are the peoples? Mm. This is because we have problem of indiscriminate crossbreeding of poor dogs with the peoples. So we need to check the the genes that related to the aggressiveness of these dogs. We need to also deal with the you know behavioral mechanism within these dogs. But basically we need to be able to separate pitbull and pitbull type dogs. Yeah. So that we're able to do with a focused approach to address the challenge. Mm. Because um, some people also sometimes get confused and they, they see a dog that resembles a pitbull and say that um, it's a pitbull that caused whatever attack that led to the death of a child or human being. That is correct. We, we don't want to be pro-pitbulls and against other 
dogs that, you know, are uh, power dogs. But it's important to deal with the real problem. Mm-hmm. If, if we do, if, it's obvious that people will, for as long as an animal phenotypically you know, looks like a pit bull, it will be a pit bull. But how do you address that? You need to be able to work with the owners of the, these animals who just buy them from the pet shop in the name of pit bull, but eventually they're not pit bull. So that would also extend to teaching people about management of these things. Yeah. Is... The important is not that animals have got more rights than animals, but equally it's important to ensure welfare of these animals. But most importantly, what type of dog are we dealing with? That is the key. Is the state exploring the idea of a complete ban at all? Because there are certain countries that have completely banned pit bulls because of the dangerous nature associated to that. And of course, also taking into account the research that they've done around it. There is no cut and dry response to this because, firstly, the pit bull is not yet registered as an animal in South Africa. But there's fortunately a legislation that deals with all damage-causing animals. Mm. So the question again is, what are you banning? Are you banning pit bull or pit bull-type dogs? What do you do to assist the public or owners of the pit bull or pit bull-type that lives around this animal? You need to have measures to be able to address safety of these people, safety of the animals, behavior of the animals. Yep. But, but the issue is, are we dealing with a pit bull or a pit bull type? We do not know it. Yeah, but we're dealing with an animal that is very vicious. Correct. But is it a pit bull or is it a pit bull type? Mm-hmm. So the point of departure is we need to deal with what we know. Then you are able to develop or, okay. or come up with mechanisms to address the challenge. At the moment, we do not know really what we are dealing with. We are dealing with the dogs that are damaging the public, but it's serious damage. It is a serious concern, but we need to know what we are dealing with. But isn't part of that also that for the mere fact that you have pit bulls or pit bull-like dogs that are vicious and and you're also dealing with, as you now described it, as the indiscriminate crossbreeding that leads to the viciousness of some of these dogs, that you need an intervention right there and there, irrespective of whether it is the pit bull or a pit bull-like dog? Correct. We need the intervention, as I've alluded to this uh, matter, we, we firstly need to know what type of dog are we dealing with. How we need to educate the public about management of the dogs and to educate the public to be able to report accordingly to the relevant powers that be so that we address the, the challenge globally within, within, within the framework of all damage causing animals. Mm. How is that different different to some of the bylaws that are already in place um, that some people are also saying are not being enforced? Yeah, that is a matter that does with biomunicipalities. However, we will be working with municipalities to help them uh, improve on those uh, bylaws, uh, to help them join hands with us and the public and people and people owners to ensure implementation of the bylaws. Yeah.
Are you looking perhaps at also restricting the number of pit bulls or pit bull-like dogs that a single household can own? Mm. That will be dealt with by the by, by the by the bylaws as we uh, you know engage with other with the municipalities. But then again, irrespective of the number of animals we have, the bottom line is: is this a pit bull? Is this a pit bull type? Are they able to manage them accordingly to deal with their behavior? And therefore, such owners who with this damage causing animals, they should be also be held accountable uh, regarding the safety of these animals and to ensure safety of the people yeah. around, around these animals. So uh, uh, and, and again, I want to go back to this point around the report, the research that has been done around how vicious um, these animals uh, can become. Do you then push legislation, criminal legislation, to a point where you say that because of the reckless, if there is found to be reckless um, behavior by the animal owner, that the animal owner, in the case of death or in the case of an injury, of a particular person that you can charge the owner of that animal uh, with murder or even um, attempted murder? In fact, the legislation, as alluded to, Animal Matters Amendment Act of 1993, is available to be exactly with that. Mm -hmm. So perhaps the public is not aware of that. Okay, 0614-104-107. Let's quickly take some of your voice notes. Good afternoon, Adrian, and your team and to SAFM listeners. So, um, not to divert, uh, Adrian, but also I'd like to find out what about those people who own lions and tigers? Uh, because not so far from where I live, uh, because my little brother has a drone, so his drone was flying around. I think our neighbor also owns like a tiger, you know? And I don't think tigers belong in in residential areas. So, what about those people who own uh, lions and tigers here in South Africa? Don't you think that should also be strictly banned, or it should be regulated? Not even regulated. Yeah. I think it should be banned. Uh, what is the your your guest's take on that one? Okay. Thank uh, you, fellow uh, nation. Th thank you so much. Uh, Joel, a quick response to that. I'm not too sure whether it is the Department of Environmental Affairs that deals with that, but let's hear from Joel. Yeah. Um, dogs are companion animals. The lions and tigers are not companion animals. But they are animals that, these are animals that can be privately owned. And that's where the issue of violence comes in. If you keep the tigers with you, Make sure that you are not going to cause any problem to the people. But most importantly, municipalities must be with them. Okay, that's Joel Mamabula, the Director of Animal Production at the Department of Agriculture, Land Reform and Rural Development. Thank you so much for your time.